0: of you who don't know, me and my wife have been busy renovating our house over the past few years. And it's going on. It's still going. But we are nearing the ends. And that is something to celebrate. That is something to be joyful about. We decided that summer was coming and it was time to do the extension. Now, what other time to do it other than in the sunshine, when the weather conditions are good and English weather is going to look after us, right? So we prepped everything. We booked everything. We priced everything up. I took some days off this week and the weather was good. Things were looking good. And we were breaking up concrete, throwing it in the skip. And we had the professional digger driver booked for yesterday. We had everything ready. We had everything prepared. Things were looking good. I was excited that the ground was going to be broken. And the extension nearing the end was going to be started. Thank you, Jesus. You are good. Until... I woke up yesterday morning, I looked at the weather app, and it was going to rain at one o'clock. But that's okay. We've got five hours until it rains. We can get started and we can get on. The professional digger driver arrives. I'm excited to start. And as we start marking out what happens other than English weather becomes my faithful friends and changes at the last minute. What was going to be a perfect day? What was going to be a beautiful moment when we broke ground and said, yes, this is the start of something good? The weather turned and it became muddy, cold, miserable, and it was horrendous. The professional digger driver had a roof over his head. It's not that bad. It really isn't that bad, sticking his hand out as if nothing was going on. I had my coat on, which soon turned out not to be waterproof. And I was dripping through. It's not that bad. Are you joking me, mate? Come on now, open your eyes. It's raining. You're sat in the digger. I'm out in the cold. Open your eyes. You see, I was walking back and front. I was loading mud. I was shoveling. I seemed to be doing all the hard work when he got to sit in the digger driving. And I was walking around, stood around, probably more than I should have been thinking, this is miserable. And I stood there thinking, man, why am I preaching on joy tomorrow when this is far but joyful? (laughs) And at this moment in time, I didn't have much to say. And I was like, God, today needs to be a day when you speak to me more than ever. I need words, I need inspiration, I need stories to tell because you are something that we can be joyful about. Give me a joyful story. And I was stood there in the mud and my boots were getting bigger and heavier with mud and I was getting wetter and colder and I was moaning more and more, stood around more and more. God, where is the joy in this? And I kept asking myself, why the heck are we still two years down the line? And it is still as bad as day one. And then all of a sudden I remembered that joy comes in the morning. And sometimes the journey we're on, the things that we have to go through aren't joyful. But God promises to turn things to good. That we had to make a start. On a good day or a bad day, we had to start the extension. Because something good will happen at the end. It reminded me that sometimes we go through things and we're like, where on earth is the joy in this moment? Where is the joy in my workplace? Where is the joy in my family? Sometimes we're so busy looking for the joy in the moment that we forget God promises to turn all things to good. That he's already died to take our place. If we just trust in him, that's when we find our joy. So this morning, I want to encourage you. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, if you're in a dead-end job, if your finances are looking poor, if you're about to be made unemployed, if you're having relationship issues, there is joy in a God who promises to turn all things to good. A God who has already died to take your place. A God who left the 99 in pursuit of you. That's where your joy lies. Not in the muds. Not in the wet and the cold, but in a faithful God whose promises are yes and amen. They are yes and amen. Turn to your neighbour and say yes and amen. Yes, amen. Romans eight twenty eight says, And we know for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are according to his purpose. I serve a God who is real and far greater than anything else. And if anyone ever tells you that the world isn't broken, they're lying. Cancer diagnosis is real. Depression is real. Mental health is real. Suicide rates going up are real. Financial crises are real. The world we live in is real and it's hurting and it's broken. How can we find joy in that? How can we find joy in the season we're in? Well, it's because we serve and we love a God who promises to turn all things to good, and His promises are yes. And amen. Philippians 1, six. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Now, my garden still looks like an awful mess. There is still mud absolutely everywhere. We've got two dogs. And in the middle of the night, sometimes they wake up very rarely. But we normally open the back door and out they run do whatever they need to do, and they come back in. The problem with our garden at the moment is it is a mud pit. So if you let them out the front, they're going to come back and bring mud everywhere. Three o'clock, the dogs start whining. I'm going to ignore it. I'm sure this will go away. It gets louder and louder, and I find myself walking the dogs out the front step, looking like an umpty on a lead, praying, please go for a wee. Our dogs don't do wees on leads. Please go for a wee. Please right now go for a wee. They didn't go for a wee. I woke up to a wee on the floor this morning. Things aren't getting any better, but I know my God promises to turn it to good. I know that there is an end to this, something that we can enjoy, something we can be joyful about. When I was wiping up the wee, and I won't tell you what else, at six this morning, there was no joy in my heart. But Jesus left the 99 for me, and he promises to turn it to good. My joy isn't based on the circumstance I find myself in. My joy is based on a God who never changes, who never lets me down, who never fails. Where's your joy based? Are we desperately searching in the world for things? I remember Christmas comes and everyone's like, oh, we're going to get this or we're going to get that or that typical New Year, new dog thing. Oh, we're going to get a dog because a dog brings joy. Let me tell you, dogs do not bring joy. Far from joy. If anyone tells you otherwise, deep down they're lying. Where are we looking for joy? We're so busy looking for joy in our circumstance, in materialistic things, that we forget that Jesus has already paid the ultimate price. That when we turn from our ways, when we look to him and say, wow, holy, 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 I fix my eyes on you, we'll find overflowing joy like we have never found before. This morning's title, if you've got your pens, your paper, your phones, write this down. This morning's title, Overflowing Joy. I want overflowing joy. Joy that never fails, never ceases. That even when I wake up in the middle of the morning and there's a wee right there, I still got joy. Because God has paid the ultimate price. So often I hear people saying in the world, in church, in my circles, in my life, I hear people saying, man, the world is so broken. Man, this is such a mess. Cues at Audi shouldn't be this long. It's wrong. And I have to agree with all of that. But what they then go on to say, and nothing good will ever happen. Nothing good ever happens to me. Nothing ever changes and I can't agree with that. I can agree that we live in a broken world but I can't agree that there's no joy about because I have a joy down deep in my soul that promises to change the cues in Audi one day. I don't know when that day will be but I know one day the manager will change his ways And more tills will be open. Whatever we're facing, God promises to turn things to good. God promises to change it. So stand firm. Remain rooted. Have joy in the Lord whose promises are yes and amen. I know my family love me. I know they love me deep down, but between me and you, I don't think they have much trust or confidence in me. Sometimes they say things It's like, you know, I am right here, standing right here. When you say that actually I'm going to go and speak to Sarah because you're not going to give me the right answer, that's not helpful. Breaks my heart. All the time in the office, people are like, oh, has anyone spoken to Sarah about this? They look at me, they don't even open their mouth and they look away. What are you doing? Oh, I'm texting Sarah because I know you're not going to know. <laughs> oh, I am sat right here, you know. That's brutal. We were driving in Greece and uh, we land and we land in the plane. It's our first time in Greece. It's my first time driving a car the wrong way around. And we get in the car. I don't know if you've ever done this, but I kept trying to get in the passenger's seat. I was the designated driver and I kept trying to get in the passenger seat. And they'd look at me like, what are you? Oh yeah, I oh, know, sorry, let me get in. And we're driving along and we're going on this nice road and it's a little bit scary. Everyone's like, are you safe to do this? Have trust, have confidence. I passed my test. It's all right. Are you, are you sure? Yes, it's okay. And we're following these roads and they're nice roads. They're like motorways. And all of a sudden, the sat-nav says, turn right. The sat-nav being my father-in-law, he's giving me the directions. Turn right. So we turn right. And I promise you not, we turn onto a beaten track. It was uphill. There was risk of bottoming out. There was no other car other than this road. And we're driving up and everyone's going, ah. it's okay. I've got control. I know what I'm doing. Deep down, I'm petrified, but it's okay eventually we get to the end and we're at the top of the hill and it goes back on to motorways and everyone's like praising God hallelujah we're gonna make it we're gonna survive and then we keep driving and all of a sudden out of nowhere the road ends cars have disappeared it is us and the goats that's all that's left us and the goats And all of a sudden, the atmosphere in the car changes. Take me home. I want to go back to Inc. We've only just landed. It's all right. I'm driving. Have trust. I don't trust you. What? No, it's not that I don't trust you. I don't trust the roads. Well, whatever you say, really, you're not trusting me right now. But it's all right. I'll forgive you. And we're driving these hill mountains and there's cliff edges and there's no rails. If we go over the edge... We're going over the edge and we're all driving and everyone's getting nervous and everyone's praying. And Me, on the other hand, I'm loving life. We are in the most beautiful mountains. There are goats everywhere. The mountains are high and we're driving through the valleys. There's no one else around other than us. So when I'm driving around because I've got confidence in myself, I'm looking left, having a look at the mountains, looking right, having a look at the mountains. On the other hand, the passengers are getting worse and worse. Keep your eyes on the roads. You're missing the joy. Can you not, I don't care about the joy. Keep your eyes on the road, but you're missing the mountains and the goats. The goats are lovely in Greece. Why are you not looking? Keep your eyes on the road. You see, they didn't trust my driving, whatever they say. They didn't trust my driving. Because they didn't trust my driving, they missed out on the joy that was unfolding before their eyes. They missed out on the mountains. They missed out on the beautiful views. They missed out on the beautiful goats. They missed out on all that was going on. Let me encourage you to put your faith and your trust in Jesus. He never changes. He knows how to drive the car that you're sat in. He knows which turn to take so you don't go through the Rocky Mountains. But even if you find yourself in the Rocky Mountains, he knows how to keep the car perfectly in line with where it needs to go. It doesn't mean we don't go through the highs and the lows of the mountains. It doesn't mean that we don't find ourselves on the edge cliff. But it means when we find ourselves there, Jesus is with us. And he promises to turn it to good. There was no joy in the car because we were scared for our lives. What would it have looked like if we trusted in God saying, Actually, I know that he turned all things to good. I know that whatever happens is going to be good. I'm not missing out on what's happening here. As humans, especially as English people, we are so good at fault finding. We are so good at looking at a situation and go, well, we can't do that because of this, because of that. We can't do that. We are like danger mad. Right now, there's some people getting scared because as I start edging to the front, everyone's thinking, oh, my gosh, she's going to fall off. We've all been sat there. We are danger mads. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Because he will turn it to good. Because even if I fall off this stage, you're going to have a great time because you are going to laugh your heads off. So don't worry about me. Fix your eyes on him. He turns all things to good. Trust in God, the God who has already paid the ultimate price, and you will have overflowing joy. King David wrote about joy in the Psalms often. Ruth also chose to focus on joy in the face of tragedy. Joseph chose to take joy in God's love instead of focusing on his hardship. And Paul constantly spoke about the joy he has from the Lord. The book of Philippians, a book known as one of the most positive books, was written whilst Paul was in prison. He's facing prison he's about to be executed yet he writes about God's joy because he knows whatever happens he's going to meet his maker whatever happens there is a God who loves him so much that he will turn all things to good Philippians 4 4 rejoice in the Lord always again I will say rejoice rejoice in Hebrew means to be joyful so hear it like this be joyful In the Lord always. Again, I will say, be joyful. Be joyful in the Lord always. Again, I will say, be joyful. I hear a lot at the moment, a lot of noise, especially in our congregation, but congregations everywhere. People saying, oh, we want to sing the praise songs. We want to sing the loud songs. We want to sing the songs of declaration of how good and how holy he is. And that excites me, man. That really, really excites me. Why? Because we're getting back to the heart of worship. That it's not about us. It's all about him. It's all about giving him Praise. We're finding that there's joy when we sing the songs of celebration. We're finding that there's joy that we can't explain, can't control. When we sing, I thank God, and everyone's jumping and everyone's singing and everyone's declaring that I thank God that he turned my life around, that he set me free. There is joy in the house of God when we fix our eyes on him, when we trust him in everything, and we choose to praise overflowing joy when we fix our eyes on him. It's not about us. I know that you're going to turn this diagnosis. I know that you're going to turn this financial crisis. I know that you're going to turn this health crisis, this marriage crisis, this crisis after crisis after crisis after crisis. I know you're going to turn it to good. So all I can do is praise you. Again and again and again. Holy, holy, holy. I read this verse out as we opened service a few weeks ago. And I haven't been able to shake it. Every day it resonates in my heart. Proverbs seventeen twenty-two: A joyful heart is good medicine. A joyful heart is good medicine. So often... We allow politics, qualifications, we allow dramas, expectations, past mistakes to get in the way of godly joy. I came to the conclusion that as I lead this church, when my day one day comes to an end, if I've done nothing but lead a church full of joy, I am over the moon. Church has lost its joy We have lost our joy. Maybe right now you're going through something and you're like, there is no joy in this moment. I agree. I've been through times in my life when there is no joy. But my joy isn't based on my circumstance. My joy is based on my faithful God. who will never leave or forsake me. So let's stop looking to find joy in the tea and the coffee in the way that we do different things, in the songs that we sing. Let's find joy in a God whose promises are yes and amen, who's already paid the ultimate price and we are free. No matter what you are going through, you are free. You have freedom. Whether you see it here on earth or in heaven, you have freedom. So keep going, keep pressing on, fight the good fight. And be joyful, sing praise like never before, because it will come to an end. You will be in one with God, in beautiful harmony, declaring with the angels, holy, holy, holy. Be joyful, because God has already paid the price. Band, do you want to come back up? I really believe, and I've spoken to lots of different people recently, and the same message keeps coming up, that God wants to restore joy to the church. He wants to bring back across the globe a church full of people who know the joy. We've all been uh, had many times in our lives when we've gone into a shop or we've gone into our workplace and people have said different things. And they're like, why? What's different about you? Why are you always smiling and they can't explain what's going on in our hearts and our lives? What would it look like if what they saw was just pure joy? I'm pure joyous, joyful that I'm stirred in the cure Audi next to you. I've got overflowing joy that I'm wiping up my dog wee. I've got overflowing joy that I'm clearing the mud away from our garden. I've got overflowing joy in every situation because my God will turn it to good. And this is just the process we go through. Will you stand with me together this morning? I don't know about you, but when I've been going through different things and struggles and trials, I always come to a point when I just put my hope and my trust back in God and I've been carrying the baton of worrying, or I've been carrying the baton of stress. Recently, I came to a conclusion that actually, this isn't my fight, this is God's fight. And all of a sudden, when I put my trust back in a God who promises to turn it to good, all of a sudden, I couldn't help but sing praise. I couldn't help but be joyful. You know, something beautiful happens when we sing praise together. Our spirits are lifted. We become one body together, one with God. And all of a sudden, there is a sense of joy, of peace, of love. So right now, maybe you're going through something. Maybe you're struggling with something. Maybe you're facing something. Maybe you know somebody else who is and you want to stand on their behalf. Let's put our trust back in God this morning. God, we come back to you and let's put our trust in him. And then our only response can be praise. And when we praise and we throw our hands up, declaring of his goodness, there is overflowing joy in this place. Joy doesn't make the pain stop. It doesn't take away the things that you're going through. It doesn't make the journey disappear. But it gives you strength, a hope and a future that the best is yet to come. That if you keep going strong, the best is yet to come. That I know the price is already paid and it will turn to good. So right now, will you close your eyes with me? And let's just respect one another this morning. But this morning, if you're going through something, if like me, you've said that faithful line of, oh, there's just no joy. There's nothing good going on in my life. I'm just surrounded by chaos after chaos. When will this end? That's okay. I've had the same response. But will you join with me like I did just this week? Will you join with me and put our trust back in God? Say, God, I know that you will fight the fight. I know that you will turn it to good. And because of that, I find joy in you, not in my circumstance. So if that's you this morning, can you just put your hand up? Everyone's eyes are closed and heads are bowed. If that's you this morning, you're struggling with something and you just want overflowing joy in your life, just raise your hand. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. More, Lord, more, Lord. Spirit of God, we invite you into these people. Overflow with joy in their lives. Lord, as they surrender all, I surrender all. I pray, Lord, as they lay that down, that you will replace it with overflowing joy joy in you, because you will turn it to good. Lord, I pray in the days, the weeks, the months, the years ahead, Lord, that they'll continue to pursue you, continue to press into you, for you are a faithful God, you are a good God, and all your promises a yes and amen. So fill them with joy, because the best is yet to come. Fight the fight, stand firm, stand strong, Overflowing joy. And lastly, together as one body, as the church of God, together we're going to ask for more joy in this place. Let this be our cry as a church. As we meet week in and week out, let there be nothing but overflowing joy in this place. So right now, if you can and if you want to, as the body of Christ, let's join together. Let's raise our hands in a sign of declaration, in a sign of laying everything down, asking for more joy. Spirit of God, right now, we want more joy in this place. Unite the body of Christ and fill us with your joy. In the way we serve, in the way that we have fellowship, in the way that we love. Fill us with your joy and let it overflow in Yeovil, in our streets, in our workplaces. Overflowing joy, we make a stand today and declare that this is a house of joy. This is a place of joy. So Heavenly Father, we want to thank you that you've got a, given us a reason to be joyful. We want to thank you that you died on that cross to set us free. That's not this, my If If you want to give your life to Christ today, if you haven't done that before, if you want to come back to Jesus, if you want to lay everything down at the cross and say, you know what? I want more of what they're talking about today. If you want all in of pursuit of Jesus, if you want to become a friend of Him this morning, just copy after me. And everyone's eyes are closed and heads are bowed. This is between you and God, but it is something to rejoice. It is something to celebrate because you will be made new. You will receive freedom and overflowing joy. So if that's you this morning, just pray this after me Heavenly Father. I turn to you. I lay my life down. Everything I've done or saw or said, I lay it at the cross. I thank you that you have chosen me, that you love me that you have called me. I want to be a friend of you. I want to be all in, pursuing you every day. So I turn from my ways and I follow you. And together, let's say together, together we say, Amen.